when yes. we inevitably get bought out by Barstool, this will not be the, the episode that is the reason why. <laughs> no. I also, am... Barstool, we are for sale. Uh, I am so amped that Piotr Jan and Corey Sanhagen are fighting for an interim belt. Can you we do have... me a favor? Can you title this episode, Jokes Don't Always Land? <laughs> yeah. Jokes and punches don't always land, so it has a fighting tie-in. <laughs> Just like punches, jokes don't always land. Okay, so you're saying... Welcome to the Pretty Meat Podcast, the MMA podcast that respects your distance. You missed my intro. <laughs> I serve you fucking gold, and you're, you're just like, oh, here, I'll push record. <laughs> you're welcome, then. I pressed record. You still want me to whip my dick out? <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Okay, here. I'm thinking about it all day. Check my shirt. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what that is. It's Ray Longo. It says, punch uh-huh. a hole in his fucking chest. All right, who's Ray Longo? <laughs> you like the back? Yeah. Oh, got it. The Anakin Florian podcast, baby. Shout out, friend of friends of the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what kind of show we are. The show that spreads our our love Dude, of MMA everywhere. What, what does a rising tide do? I don't know. Rise lifts all boats. Lifts all boats. Okay. Yeah, I've got an I've got an echo. I can hear myself. Do we all want to sign out and sign back in? Is it better? Oh, it is better. Yeah, I changed my speaker input. Dude, your voice sounds super sexy. Oh, my. Uh, I upgraded my mic. Yeah, you did. Wow. Yeah, I did. Wow. I want to put the, my bass under my ball sack and like, let you hum. Dude, just go crazy. Can you give me one hmm? Wasn't that in private parts with Howard Stern? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, I'm glad that all, we all know where I reference and steal all my shit from. Yeah, buddies. <laughs> well, this is a fun way to start the episode. Man, we haven't talked in a while. Uh, but hey, everyone, welcome to the Pretty Neat Podcast. It occurred to me that after 20 some episodes, we never introduce ourselves. <laughs> Hi, has, I'm it Aaron. Only been, has it only been 20? I think it's been like 23. Yeah. Do you know what's funny is that this morning I was thinking like, we're probably pretty close to 100. Because <laughs> I don't know how time works and there's only like 56 weeks in a year. So <laughs> my life is basically a Stephen King novel and time doesn't pass in a linear way anyway. So fuck you guys. Yeah, really shit. People don't think it'd be like it is, but it do. That's right. Man. Can I tell you how much I hate the Seattle Seahawks for just sure. like two seconds? Yeah. It's your show just as much as ours. 
I hate the Seattle Seahawks. How much? A thousand. Uh, out What's... of a <laughs> hundred. Oh wow, that's yeah. <laughs> that's extreme. I, it's... <laughs> <laughs> you hate them ten times the allotted amount of hate. <laughs> you know who I hate? The Giants. Of San Francisco or New York? San Francisco. San Francisco. Dodgers oh, won yeah, last Dodgers. night, though. Yeah. In epic fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, uh, I'm really legitimately and deeply excited to see how much money Max Scherzer turns down from Artie Moreno this offseason. Mm. We we could be looking at he could put a check in front of him that says three years and 150 million dollars guaranteed up front and Scherzer would be like no nah. I don't know what it is but your team is cursed and I'm sorry I can't do it <laughs> and then I just die a slow slow painful baseball death yeah you explain to me how the team with the two best players in baseball isn't even a cross-country flight from the playoffs it makes no sense. Hey, I don't know. Did you, um, aside from a slow, miserable baseball death, did you, did you have a slow, miserable boxing death? <laughs> we didn't get to talk about about what happened. Yeah, I said, I said, if he lost, I wouldn't come on the show, and then just none of us did. Uh, <laughs> I took okay, you. so here's my legitimate question: Did either of you watch it? No, I watched highlights. Okay, no is the correct answer. And you're lying when you say you watched highlights. So uh, <laughs> here's the deal. Knows me so well. The so the the like rhetoric, the fan in me would say that Anthony Joshua just struggles to like get himself up for the the less big fights is why he lost to Ruiz. It's why he lost to this. I can't even remember his name. Um I think the real story is it's so so hard to be that rich and that famous and get ready for a fight that isn't against a guy who is an equal draw, right? If it's, if it, I think we see a different version of him, if it's Fury or Wilder. And to me, that's, I'm not making an excuse for him. I'm actually saying that's the problem is Floyd Mayweather fought a lot of guys. Nobody's ever heard of Canelo will get in there and beat the fuck out of anybody. It does not matter. And I don't, and, and Deontay Wilder has damn near killed many guys that nobody's ever heard of. So I think that Anthony Joshua just maybe doesn't have that. I, I don't know, man. Hey man, um, this, this is, might be a weird analogy, but I uh-huh. have to, I have to do it from what I know. And that is poker in, uh, I'm terrible against new players mm. because I know how to play well. Yeah. So, so like, you're saying they don't know what they're doing wrong, which throws you off. I can't read them. They don't have the correct tells. Yeah. The problem is the guy Anthony Joshua fought is not new. Um, oh. Usyk, is that his okay. name? Yeah. Usyk, Alexander Usyk, that's right, is 19 and 0. But everybody who's a boxing fan has heard of him. He's kind of one of those guys who's always around, even though I just forgot his name. His amateur record is 335 and 15. So he's not new. And hmm. that's the trouble. That's the trouble. But you didn't die a slow, painful 
boxing. Guy. Yeah, I don't even know, man. It was such a disappointing fight, and I like I didn't feel good, and it was, I don't know. It was just like this. This is not. I'm not into this. I, I just. <laughs> I don't know. And here's the thing. If that version of Anthony Joshua shows up with Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury, he gets, I mean, dismantled isn't a strong enough word. Annihilated isn't a strong enough word. He, he gets embarrassed if that version of him shows up. But if the version of him that fought, uh, well, uh, not Lomachenko, the other giant, Ukrainian, Russian, whatever guy. Klitschko. Uh, Klitschko, thank you. Shows if if the version of him that fought Klitschko shows up, he has a real shot to beat either one of those guys. So it's just a it's just a difficult thing, man. It's just difficult. Did I die a slow, painful boxing death? I guess. Yeah, I guess I did. Whoa. I can see Ryan, and it's like a do you way have, clearer picture. Do you have the Fury Wilder fight on this week's bet list? Do we have a bet list? Is oh, there I, no UFC on Saturday? No, there's no fights oh, for okay. a while. Then we should we should bet on we should bet on Fury and Wilder. Right now? Sure. <laughs> I could certainly open it up. We have to review our bets, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'd be curious to hear from either one of you. What do you think about Anthony uh, Joshua? Do you do you feel you have the background knowledge to discuss it i mean if you don't it's fair there are ufc fighters where i'm like who you know <laughs> i uh i i well i respect your opinion well uh, i'm obviously a fucking moron so you probably shouldn't hey we all we picked all joshua and he was a plus 300 so <laughs> <laughs> no there's a there's a ufc fight night on october 9th yeah, but it's Mackenzie Dern. <laughs> Good answer. There is not a fight on that whole card I want to watch. I actually was looking at it before we came on, and no. But I decided that instead of watching it, that I was going to go camping, Dom. And oh. uh, and I got to tell you, I was thinking about, I was thinking about bringing John Jones with me. Do you want to <laughs> bring anybody? <laughs> I will bring. So I understand the joke. Um, yep, the game just started. I I will bring another professional athlete who has been a multi-time offender of domestic violence. I'll bring Mike Tyson. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't bring Mike Tyson. Oh, no. Is it somebody whose name is alliteration? (laughs) No. Ryan, who do you want to bring camping on Saturday? I don't know what game we're playing. (laughs) Pick a fighter. (laughs) Francis Ngannou. Sorry, you cannot bring Francis Ngannou. But you why? See, we're getting gone and Ngannou, though. That's the game, as we're trying to figure out why. I might bring uh, Dustin Poirier. Okay. I'm just, And I'll go until there's none left. You guys going to try and get... Dom, who can are you going to bring? Can I bring Brandon Moreno? No, you may not. Oh. Sorry, bud. But John Jones and Dustin Poirier, we're going to kick it. We're going to have some hot sauce. <laughs> Ryan, what do you, who do you want to bring? Anybody? Wild guess. Throw it out. 
or you can pass. Can I bring Tiger Woods? <laughs> no, you may not. Oh. Is Tiger Woods a professional fighter now? <laughs> no. <laughs> Riveting start to this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I might bring Michael Bisping. Or George St. Pierre. Yeah. There's four other people I might bring. <laughs> can i bring amanda nunez and or holly Holm? nope neither one in can fact, i bring mackenzie dern nope in fact you cannot bring any female fighters oh can i bring can i bring russell wilson who i also fucking hate <laughs> Nope. Which uh, George St. Pierre, who I'm excited to be bringing on this camping trip, uh, was was uh, excellent on Marvel's What If finale as his uh, typical French bad guy. That truck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You know, I might bring Andre Arlovsky also. Uh, Okay, just tell us. Can I bring the MGM Grand Garden Arena where dreams are made? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you everyone who's coming camping with me. All right. Dustin Poirier, John uh-huh. Jones, George St. Pierre, Michael Bisping, Andre Arlovsky, Jim Miller will be joining us as well, as will Damian Maya. And the guest of honor's gotta be Donald Cerrone. Uh only fighters with at least 20 wins in the UFC are allowed to come Ooh, camping with me on nice. Saturday. Nice. Okay. Thank it's you a for prestigious list. Thank you for going camping with me. You guys are more than welcome to join on Saturday. That's who's coming. So okay. So you're not actually going camping. <laughs> Fuck no. Because <laughs> camping is the worst, and everyone who's like, oh, you know, we hang out, we read books and magazines. Like, yeah, the shit you can do on your couch in the air conditioning. <laughs> I would say that I'm too poor to go camping, but people who have absolutely no money literally live camping. <laughs> yeah they do i have to you know what i'm doing this weekend as a matter of fact tomorrow night instead of playing metroid dread i have to supervise a homecoming football game because the high school i work at makes us do x percentage of supervision duties per year and uh i have my grogu shirt on today not in honor of of, uh star wars which i actually don't love as much as other people but because uh it was Disney Day, and it's one of the only theme days I'll take part in. You're welcome, America. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question? <laughs> we should do this. I should just drink six beers, and then I'll just talk, and you guys can, can chime in <laughs> where you see fit. The Dom Dome is going to be... I might start talking best. about guys' traps. You know, I don't who fucking knows. Anyway, the from a couple weeks ago now, Kevin Holland, that Kevin Holland fight. Mm-hmm. Was that the most Kevin Holland possible way to end a fight? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty like does that fight Kevin sum Holland. up his entire career? <laughs> it does. Just everything about him is so annoying. And it sucks because he's so talented that. You know what I mean? I'm excited to see them run it back, and I think he'll win. 
Also, who who is that ref? Mike Dan Mergliata? Dan Mergliata, yes. Bro, get in front of that. He is very clearly unconscious. I understand I have more conservative views about the way fights should be officiated than others, and that's fine. Also, hey, don't let Brian or you know, Brian Ortega's corner, don't let him get his face fucking punched in over and over and over again. I am not looking forward to the outcome of his career and his future. Or Brian Ortega? No. Not anymore. Dude, who survives his guillotine and his triangle? That gives me just a completely different view of Volkanovsky, but we'll get there. The point is, if at any point during a UFC fight, a fighter is legitimately unconscious, it should be stopped immediately. Yeah. And, and Dan Bergliato was like, well, and you could hear him. He's like, well, he got up and started fighting immediately. So I was like, I don't know. I looked at you guys like, no, man, you're the only guy in that cage who will literally stop a death from happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was not OK with it. I had a bowl of spaghetti. It was bad. I have a question about these payouts. Is this yeah. after we get our 50,000 back? No. OK, not a great week. For, not a great week for me. No, uh, well, it, it, you know, there was actually a fight on the Contender Series mm-hmm. in which they stopped it after a headbutt collision. Oh, and you it mean was, they made the right decision? Yep. It was literally the almost exact situation. Come on, Matt Gay. And <laughs> who are you watching? The Rams and the Seahawks are playing on... Uh-huh. Uh, Am- Amazon Prime of all places, and the Rams <laughs> kicker just iced the game, so I'm I'm mm. fine with it. Yeah, these were our payouts. Uh, only Dom or only Ryan was in the green. <clears throat> mhm. Yeah. Uh, but hey, we did pretty well on the MK Curse living on. Apparently, rumor is they're going to do Canelo. Yeah, that's what they're talking about. Really. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to put it to the test. <laughs> Against Caleb Plant? Yes. I'll tell you what's going to happen. Tell me. Canelo's going to win. Yeah, likely. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? Of course he's going to win. <laughs> I'm just saying likely. Yeah. He's the best he's the best fighter <laughs> on the planet. Watch, I'll, it'll be the it'll be the fucking pretty neat podcast curse. But anyway, he's the best fighter. Oh my god, did you see that upset? Canelo? (laughs) No, hypothetically. Caleb Plant, yeah. Yeah. I actually did have things to discuss. And well, you brought up uh, people surviving who survives Ortega's chokes. Volkanovsky does, right? Mm -hmm. Cejudo wants to come out of retirement and fight Volkanovsky. I would like to know what either of you think of that because I think it might happen. Maybe not immediately. I think Volkanovski might defend once. Volkanovski is going to come up. No, no. no. Suhudo would go up. up. Suhudo would come up. Sorry. Two full weight classes. Well, he was the one thirty-five uh, champ, right? Yeah, one one weight class. He was one twenty-five and one thirty-five. No, he wasn't when he retired. Suhudo, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, TJ, yeah. TJ did not put the bantamweight title up when he fought him. 
It was just for the flyweight. TJ went down to flyweight. Right, but TJ's bantamweight was not on the line because they fought at flyweight. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he was the double champ. Suhudo was never the Suhudo did not, but he. uh, Wait a second. I thought Suhudo went up once. Yeah, doubt is creeping in. That's why they call him Triple C. Yep. Yeah, because the the gold. Hmm. That doesn't feel. This doesn't feel right. (laughs) Let's use the internet. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna type in Henry. Yeah, okay, whatever. Fuck you. Guys. He was the flyweight. Cavill? He was the flyweight and bantamweight. He was? Who did he yeah. take the bantamweight from? Uh was it Marlon Morice? No. No, was it Cody Garbrandt? No, he never fought Cody Garbrandt. No. Who's fighting Kai Kara France coming up? Uh he oh Marlon Morice. Oh, it was okay. for the yeah, vacant. That's right. yeah, it was yeah. vacant because of Yeah, TJ. yeah, that's I knew there was something with it. I knew it yes. wasn't he didn't take it from someone necessarily. Yep. And then he And if I remember it. correctly, Marlon Morice put up a hell of a fight. Yeah, yes. it was stopped at yeah. Huh. What Henry you... Cejudo, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say he's like he's such a little Wolverine, but I don't mm. know that he would get in there on Volkanovs. They're both pressure guys. Oh, they're both pressure guys. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. I think Volkanovsky starches him. I do. Here's too. the thing. Henry Cejudo, as great as he is, he kind he caught Mighty Mouse at the tail end of his UFC prime. He he beat TJ coming down. He beat an old Marlon Marais and Dominic Cruz. It's possible that we've got like a revisionist history of Henry Cejudo that is not quite an accurate depiction of of who he really mm-hmm. is. He's always been kind of a dick too. <laughs> Henry, well, what did he yeah. wanted to fight Amanda? Uh, right? I don't, I don't know if he seriously wanted to fight her, but uh, yeah. Yeah, let's I, go with that. <laughs> I'm going to say, too, that the competition that Alexander Volkanovsky has faced vastly outshines oh, yeah. that of Sen- oh, Henry Cejudo. Yeah. Like, Henry Cejudo, yeah. you can go back maybe four names. Cruz, Marais, Dillashaw, Johnson, and then you're getting into the weeds with Pettis, Rice, Benavidez. A loss eh, to Benavidez, by the who way. He lost That's a loss, to. not a win. But then Volkanovsky, Ortega, Holloway twice, Aldo, Mendez, eh, Elkins. But he is the damage. And he beat him by decision, which is not how you want to fight Elkins. You want to finish Elkins early. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think Alexander Volkanovsky would probably put him out. Did you see that... Uh, I learned a number of things about Kamara Usman because he was on the Steve Harvey show. (laughs) What? He bought his mom and dad a house. That was really cool. Gave it to them on Steve Harvey. While his dad was in prison, it was in his contracts to not fight on pay-per-views and not fight on Fight Pass. Like Usman gave up pay-per-view money for a really long time uh, because he knew his dad in prison could only watch Fox Sports. So he only took contracts for fights on Fox Sports. Who are you talking about? Kamara Usman. Pretty cool. Is it? (laughs) 
Yeah, why not? What's happening today? Look at that men's pound for pound ranking. Oh, no, that's my screen. I'm sorry. Do you guys know who the number 14th ranked man in the world is? Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. The number 14th ranked man in the world in UFC. In in the world. Don't look. You want to? This is fucking ludicrous. Because they're good or because they're bad? Because they're good. 14? Pound for pound. Hmm. Uh, Cody Garbrandt. No. <laughs> Cody's not. No. What are you talking about? Brandon Moreno's not even on the list, which is also a problem. But <laughs> I want to guess, but I am. I'm like the only other thing I could think of maybe would be Piotr Jan. Uh, he, this person is one behind Piotr Jan. TJ Delisha? No. This is the most the most skilled, uh, maybe the most technically skilled male fighter male fighter we have, in my opinion. Corey Sandhagen. No. <laughs> Who is that? Cyril gone. He's 14. 14 in pound for pound. That's insane. That's a travesty. That is an absolute travesty. Why is it a travesty? You think there are 13 better male fighters than Cyril gone? Pound for pound? I think that's debatable. Sure. Who? Well, I'd have to look at a list of fighters. Oh, but also Brandon, champion, Mar- Brandon Moreno is on the list. He's 11. I would probably put almost any champion on the list. He's really? A champ- well, he's a champion. You think Francis is nine fighters better than him? See, he's too high. Because that's where the UFC has him. You think Stipe is six fighters better than him? You think Max yes. Holloway is five fighters better than him? Come <laughs> yes. on. No. Max Holloway, skill-wise, pound for pound, I believe is a better fighter than Cyril Gunn. Yes. That's weird, because Max Holloway is not the champion in his division. hmm But yeah. Cyril Gunn is kind of the champion in his. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Moving on. I was looking at records before. Oh, what else was I curious about? I'm excited about Holloway versus Yair. That's exciting. Are you? I think there should be... I agree with Bisping that there needs to be a women's BMF belt and it should be at 130 and it should be Amanda and Valentina. Catch weight. Okay. Fight for a three-time. I like that. Uh, And I also bought you guys UFC action figures at Target. (laughs) Of who? Uh, Amanda Nunez and Daniel Cormier. <laughs> I hope they were in the clearance bin. They weren't. The Francis and Ghana. Oh, was. no. Really? Yep. That's what happens when you're fucking <laughs> get an interim in front of you. <laughs> Go on clearance. Uh, yeah. Okay. There was there was other fights here. Oh, and okay. I wanted I wanted to talk a little bit about some of these too because mm-hmm. it's been a while. I've missed you guys. It had occurred to me that I hadn't seen 
Dom in like a month. It it feels like quite some time since our last show. Yeah. Um, it wasn't this. It wasn't that. We talked about Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler coming back. We texted about it. We didn't talk about it on the show. Sexted about it. Sorry. Oh yeah, that was our the bets we made. Mm-hmm. That was the whole thing. Yeah. Well, we Ryan, have- what did you think of of Nick and Robbie? Uh, it was entertaining. I don't think I would need to see that more than maybe <laughs> once more. Oh, you want it once more? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay, all right. I do. I want one more, and I would like to see if Nick Diaz could actually get down to 170 and look okay. uh, somewhat fit in shape. Okay. <laughs> A lot of excuses, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just buying into the the long list of excuses he was making that he got forced into the fight by his management team. You know, he had six weeks to train. Um, they changed opponents. Right, they said that, right? They changed opponents. He was supposed to be fighting somebody else originally, yeah. or he I, wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, it's... Yeah, just a, it's a, a fleeting emotion. Who I guess I'm not really, really strong either way. Okay. So I think uh, Brian Campbell said it really, really well. Uh, uh, he said that uh, Nick Diaz looked tired and Robbie Lawler looked washed. <laughs> and uh, or Nick looked old and Robbie looked washed. Okay. And uh, I kind of saw that. But at the same time, Nick Diaz came out with that fucking dope ass kick. <laughs> like as soon as the bell rang out of nowhere. Uh-huh. And and looked like Nick Diaz, who hadn't I, trained enough for the last here's year. Here's the thing though, like I and I this is I know this is like super base. I, I get what I'm about to say. I get the issue with what I'm about to say, but his, some of the combinations he was throwing with his hands were pretty advanced and and pretty accurate and technical and right where they were supposed to be and he stayed in there probably for longer than he should have because of what he was doing with his hands and I, I know a lot of people have been saying put Nick Diaz in there with with Jake Paul and I feel like I don't I, I mean Jake Paul's never dealt with a guy who can punch like that <laughs> you know I don't think Jake Paul would have a chance, to be honest. I don't either. Against either one of them, frankly. No, no. Nick Diaz. Definitely not against Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler fucking starts it. Yeah. And I mean, Nick Diaz, to me, lost that fight. And it was Ring Rust. I think Ring Rust lost him that fight. And whatever was happening with his team and his management. And but his like marshmallow. And, <laughs> and his marshmallow body, as Ryan called it. Um, he looked like a marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh his one twos are fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. He throws. They, they them are legitimately perfectly. perfect. Yeah, he does. And Robbie, and a, well, and a fortunate thing for Robbie Lawler is Robbie Lawler's overhand is perfect, mm-hmm. and his hooks are almost perfect. And that's an unfortunate and that's, thing for Nick Diaz. Is that's nose. that's how yeah. you combat a one two uh-huh. is hope that you come over it, and or in front of it, right? And it was a, it was not a good look for that. But I mean, Nick Diaz. If that had been a five-round fight, 
It was a five. Oh wait, round it was fight, five rounds. Yeah. yeah, it didn't yeah, go it five rounds. Yeah, if he had more time to train, then. Uh, damn. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about the more time to train. <laughs> uh, this uh, Marab beating Marlin—that yep. was crazy. I could Marab was out. <laughs> yes, he was. And that Marlon was... Marais, I don't know what I don't know what that was. That was a weird fight. He like turned off. Mm-hmm. It was like he guessed, but it was instant. But he got caught. That probably what did it. Mm-hmm. And now Dan Hooker is gonna fight Kamzat Chimaev. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I think Dan Hooker wins. What do you think, Ryan? I don't think he's fighting Chimaev. No, he, no he's, <laughs> he's definitely not fighting Chimaev. He is fighting he... Makachev. Makachev, sorry. Islam mm-hmm. Makachev, not Chimaev. Yeah, Chimaev fights at 170 and 185. Yep, my um, bad. Makachev is that awesome Rus- Russian wrestler. That is going to be difficult to say. I don't know. Um... Dan Hooker showed a lot in his last fight, like both offensive wrestling, the complete package. Do you, either of you, feel that maybe he's a little light for 155, considering he has fought at 145 for some time? He just, I mean, he, obviously he can make 155 and be competitive because of his skill. But when you look at him, you're like, man, he probably needs to put on like, 10 15 pounds of muscle it just doesn't look like he could go against a really stout wrestler who's accustomed to cutting weight to 155 and then coming in at fight night at like 185 or 190 Mm -hmm. he's probably fighting after rehydrating at like maybe 170 pounds 175 i think sort of sort of what you're talking about is the way I feel that Dan Hooker, he's kind of in no man's land because he's not better probably than the top five, including the champion at lightweight. He's probably not in the top. Well, he might be better than Wonder Boy, but he's not really in the top five at welterweight. And I guess if he went down, is he going to beat Volkanovski? I don't know. Is he going to beat Holloway or Ortega? I don't know. I'd rather see him versus Ortega. I, I don't know. He's He's kind of in a weird spot, unfortunately, for him. Yeah, and he's lost to Rodriguez already. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a couple of years ago. There it is. Wow, he lost to Jason Knight before he went to BKFC. Y'all heard about the boxer who died, yeah? Yeah, very yeah. sad. Very sad. Spinal injury. It's sad. I watched a doctor talk about how the fall, how he landed on his, his neck what did it yeah you know what sucks is i remember a couple years ago joe rogan talking about how ufc would be safer if it was bare knuckle and i'm like well he's an expert and i don't know anything so i agree with that Hmm. and then it's like i saw one bkfc fight and i was like oh no no this isn't even remotely safer (laughs) no in fact this is exponentially more dangerous and even though i am a staunch believer in personal liberties over all else i don't think anyone should be allowed to do this <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so i mean maybe if you want to in your own backyard but it should not be a state sanctioned event yeah to me 
which is why only like three states allow it. <laughs> I feel like gloves are the only thing that differentiate it from just a fight, <laughs> and which is illegal, right? Gloves yeah. is the agreement that it's not just violence against one another. I mean, there's like an implied both of these grown consenting adults have a level of training and experience that is consistent with their <laughs> opponent, which means that I, I don't know, you know, it's a fair contest in a sense. I, BKFC is like BKFC to me is like like eight coons. It's like it's like what would happen if there was no you know what I mean? No. You guys not know what eight coon is? No, explain. Okay, so eight coon is what what 4chan and 8chan used to be. Okay, and and just a complete <laughs> neither of you know what 8chan is? I I know of it. 8 8chan is a website message board that allows complete and absolute freedom of speech. It's where the the QAnon started. Yes, yeah, I'm aware of it to right. that extent. So BKF, okay, you know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> I don't. I. It's fine. I love you both, but maybe it was a bad example. Nah, now you know my wife. I th- I actually think my wife watched a documentary regarding. Yeah, the this. HBO Max one. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, okay, got and it. Let's let's, let's do other. Let's do other. <laughs> let's do other. What? I, so uh, actually, a uh, girl I work with. She said that the new word for basic bitch is chug. Chug? C H E W G. Is that correct? If she if chug chuggy uh urban dictionary. No, that's not right. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't just just hang on. Chuggy. Oh, C H E U G Y. Okay. <laughs> Here <laughs> okay. Here are 10 ways to know if you fit the description. What is chuggy? Uh, <laughs> you use herbal essence shampoo. You have hashtag girl boss energy. Cheesy hashtagging captions like thank you next and life's a beach and I did a thing. You love Disney and you're an adult. Uh-oh. Uh, jean jackets. Oh, no. The Garden State soundtrack. Fuck Zach Graff. Graphic treat tees. Red, white, and booze. There's a tank top decorative wooden signs for your home oh my god dunder mifflin merch but there's a picture of friends and (laughs) axe body i guys i feel like seven okay it doesn't matter my anyway one of my co-workers she was like oh yeah if you like pumpkin spice lattes that's chuggy i'm like i like pumpkin spice okay let's do the other chuggy white guy thing and say that hey have you guys seen squid game it's so good anyway i haven't watched it yet i haven't either but (laughs) <laughs> All the other white people I know say it's good. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes the jokes land and sometimes they don't. Okay. That's that's true. That's true. I'm looking at all these records now. It's fun. Latest submission. Fuck. Anyway. When yes. we inevitably get bought out by Barstool, this will not be the, the episode that is the reason why. <laughs> no. I also, am... Barstool, we are for sale. Yeah, well, we gotta... I, I cut out the quiet parts, but uh, I am so amped that Piotr Jan and Corey Sanhagen are fighting for an interim belt. Can you we do have... me a favor? Can you title this episode, Jokes Don't Always Land? <laughs> yeah. 
jokes and punches don't always land, so it has a fighting tie-in. <laughs> Just like punches, jokes don't always land. Okay, so you're saying, I'm sorry, you're saying you're excited for Piotr Jan Corey Sandhagen? I'm very excited for Piotr Jan Corey Sandhagen, and I think Corey Sandhagen's going to win. And Do I, you? And I think that he'll beat Aljo when well, Aljo comes back. Yeah, I think Aljo loses to the top four, for sure, yeah. in, in that division. Why and do you I, think... Really? I think Corey Han- Sandhagen has learned enough mm-hmm. um, to both sprawl and to keep distance and manage distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very good at not getting hit. And Pyotr Jan is a stun and takedown guy. Estonia, ground and pound. And I don't think that Corey Sandhagen will have issues with that. Okay. Uh, that's me personally. Uh, and I think that he is a, a more evolving fighter than Piotr Jan. Okay. I think he might be more technical than Piotr Jan, but Piotr Jan has like really good rushes, like really powerful Muay Thai rush and leg kicks will undoubtedly be a problem for Sandhagen because he has twigs for legs because he's fighting at 135 and he's over six feet tall. And he Um, stands wide. He stands wide. He he has a very wide stance. Some would say that's very Conor McGregor-ish, the way that he stands wide. Mm -hmm. He's also, you know, kind of akin to mcgregor when he fought at 145 right he utilized kicks a lot and sanhagen's great and there's no doubt that he could he could definitely catch Piotr Jan with a kick coming in um or a knee or a knee right he's going to be able to use reach very effectively like you said but if flying knee is perfect for those rushes for somebody as short as Piotr Jan He's got to time it. He, he he would definitely have to time it. So, I mean, hard to say, right? Um, that's that whole adage, you know, if they fought 10 times, not one person is going to win all 10 times. Um, I will be rooting for Corey Sandhagen because I guess, you know, I'm still harboring grudges against Russians from <laughs> the 70s and 80s. You know, Ivan Drago. I don't care if he's a fictional <laughs> character, but you know. I just have it in me to not like Russians. Right? I, I just <laughs> We're so, gonna go with that. Can I be what's the word? Can I be uh vulnerable with you guys? Of course. Oh please I've do. never I've never seen the Rocky movies. Any of them? No not a single one. Wow. I know. My wife and I, you know, there's actually a very big, Aaron and I talked about this very thing, I think on the Unheard episode, which I've decided we're just going to sell t-shirts that say the Unheard episode. (laughs) And no one's ever going to hear it except for the two of us who lived it. But there's actually a giant list of movies I've never seen. And my wife and I have been on a a semi-regular like Saturday night, we make a nice dinner and then pick one and and watch it whether if one of us has seen it okay but if we've both not seen it that's ideal rocky is on like goodfellas for example 
Uh, Rocky is on that list. We just haven't gotten to it yet. Mm, it's overrated. <laughs> it's and honestly, uh, you can watch the later ones. And so, what is it? Three or four or two that everyone hates? I'm pretty uh, sure that's four. Well, four is the one with Ivan Drago. Then it's three. Three well, is the one with Mr. T. There's one. It's I think three. it's that one that people, you know, yeah. universally hate. But I don't care. I, I'll watch the first one. There's a bunch of Clint Eastwood stuff. Like Pulp Fiction was on that list. I'd never seen Pulp Fiction. Huh. Did you guys watch Pulp Fiction? I, I did. She had seen it. I watched it when she went to Arizona to visit her parents. And uh, I'll be honest, that was one of the movies where I'm like, so what's the what's the big deal about this? <laughs> Like, I've never seen anything like it and probably never will again. And that's cool. And I can appreciate it. And there were a lot of really cool stuff in it. But it wasn't like, oh, this is the best movie I've ever seen. Still don't know if Travolta lived or died. Look at all these. Browsing the MMA headlines. <laughs> Ryan, what's your favorite movie? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Pretty Neat Podcast. There's just no Pretty Neat MMA, MMA coming up. I don't know what my favorite movie is. It really depends on the genre. I work with a one of my coworkers has what can only be described as a phenomenal Dumb and Dumber t-shirt. <laughs> that is, it's a short sleeve button up that has like a silhouette of the two of them in their blue and orange tuxedos sword fighting with the canes and the top hats. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll give you a thousand dollars for that shirt right now. UFC fighters' favorite movies. All right. Boss Rutten is in Here Comes the Boom with Kevin James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It was, uh, he was up there. What is this? I just want to see. Okay. Well, Eddie Alvarez and Frankie Edder both said Rocky. That's stupid. Okay. Warrior's pretty good. I've seen they, better. Are they, are they saying what's their favorite fighting movie? Uh, I guess combat movies. Oh well, that's stupid. Okay, I didn't realize that Rampage was uh in the A team until yeah, he was the new Mr. T. <laughs> I didn't Come know on. that until I saw a thing about Rampage and him being Mr. T. I was like, what the fuck? I think I worked at a theater when that came out too. Was it that long ago? Jeez. Yeah, it was. Top five movies. <laughs> wow, this is just, just riveting audio. <laughs> yeah. You want to hear something hilarious? I do. I do. Okay. All right. So last Saturday was uh, my wedding anniversary. And I was oh, telling Aaron. How many years? Well, that's part of the story. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. Great, great lead in question. Okay. Uh, so I was telling Aaron, like, I'm uh, planning on getting a gift because each year signifies, you know, there's a certain theme to yes, go along with the I gift. Do. Yes. And this year, five years, is supposed okay. to be something made from wood, yeah, apparently. I like where this is headed. Okay. So I find online this company in the UK that will take uh, lyrics from a song. 
mm-hmm. and then in a spiral pattern, all a 45 record will print them and you can have a custom frame, which I did. And then you can have a message in the center of it. So I ordered that and it came in and it was great, right? It was the lyrics to the song that my wife and I had our first dance to. Mm-hmm. And it said, Ryan and Ashley, happy five-year anniversary. It's fantastic. Um, and on the day of our wedding anniversary, I went and did an Alzheimer's walk with my in-laws because my my wife's grandmother suffers from dementia and her father's side of the family also has some dementia that runs in their family. So they do this Alzheimer's walk every year and decide, okay. hey, I want to contribute, I want to walk. They pick me up, we'll pick you up at 8.30. I get in the car and they go, happy anniversary. Thank you, thank you so much. Six years. And I'm like, oh five, no, five years. Okay. <laughs> She's like, no, no, Facebook says six years. And I'm like, no, it's it's five years. And then I'm thinking. Oh, no. Oh, no. I see where this is going. And I'm like, well, okay, this is how I equate it. I started as in management the same year that my wife and I got married. I was like, how long oh, have I been a manager? Ryan. Oh, no. I've been a manager for six Oh, Ryan. Well, oh. see, here's the thing. I I I don't want to step on your punchline, but before you tell it, I I actually think your wife is the type who would get a kick out of that. Or no, am I? And you know what? So I come home and I go, "Hey, guess what? You know we've been married for six years." Mm -hmm. She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But you know, I like the fact that you got a gift that has five years on it because it's it's more. It's a milestone. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more, it's more symmetrical. Tremendous. I'm like, God, I love you. Can um, I? Okay. I love that story. Yeah. But yeah, wasted a, I forgot how long I had been married. It was humbling. <laughs> okay. I love that. So can I ask what the song is? Uh, it is a song. Don't by, be embarrassed. It is a song <laughs> from a band called Coed and Cambria. Mm-hmm. And the song is called uh, Here to Mars. And it's not a typical first dance song. Uh, however, we both really like uh, Coed and Camry. Coincidentally enough, we both have Coed and Camry tattoos. And it's like the only quasi love song I think they've ever written that has somewhat positive lyrics. Sure. So, okay. Great yeah. song. Love it. Great song. Not really okay. something you could slow dance to, but we made it work. You did. Yeah. It was okay. fun. So my wife and I, it'll be 10 years in December. That's awesome. And I tell people, I tell people that it feels like 10 minutes. I need one of you to say it. It feels like 10 minutes. It feels like 10 minutes. Underwater. Uh, no, uh, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, I'm here all week. Anyway. Uh, that's an awesome story. I love that wooden idea. Although here's the thing, my wife and I have similar interests in many things and opposite tastes in other things. <laughs> and she really super loves like country music and I really super hate it. So I couldn't, I couldn't do the, the record with the lyric thing. Take her to see little Nas. Although she would love it. I, 
<laughs> I did surprise her with Carrie Underwood tickets one time. Nice. She's think- like, oh, we're going to have so much fun. I'm like, oh, you think that one's for me, huh? Okay. Ours is the uh, the last this year. Our anniversary is in six days. Is that three years? That is three years since uh, since uh, that that fine day when, when y'all met in person. I remember the first half of it very well. <laughs> As do I. <laughs> uh, did you guys hear that Michael Chandler is fighting... Wait, Justin Gaethje. Yes. What do you think is going to happen? Justin Gaethje is going to knock him out. You think so? Second round. Okay. That's. I think something very similar is going to happen. If Chandler's going to win, it's going to be early in the fight because he's very explosive. But I think Gaethje. I mean, Gaethje's taken a lot of punishment and has kept coming. I just. uh, I think he's he's outmatched in that one. Gaethje. Too many weapons. You think Gaethje is outmatched? No, Chandler's outmatched. Okay. Uh, okay. Gaethje's leg kicks are so brutal. Yeah. And Chandler, and can, Chandler's been kicked out like that. Yeah, and he can throw them from up close because he throws them down. They're yep. like, mm-hmm. like little... Like ankle little, kicks. Like little axes chopping legs down. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> and is that the same card as Poirier Oliveira? No. Uh that's UFC two sixty nine. The yeah. they're gonna fight in New York, uh two, Poirier and Chandler. Two seventy is gone and gone. Uh it might that's be in January. Then. Correct. Um Yes. 268? It's 268. Yeah, it's Usman Covington 2, which, by the way, is Wait, free. Wait, what? No, 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 no. Poirier is not on that card. No, Poirier is going to fight on the... Uh, on no. two, at 269. On the, he's going to fight in December. Yeah, yeah no. 269, yes. But we're talking about Gaethje Chandler, right? I thought we were talking about Poirier. I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. Yeah, that's that's definitely December. Rumor mill, December 17th. Man. Did the... you say this was going to no, be free? No, I heard December 11th, yeah. my birthday. Yeah. UFC Wait, what's two... going to be free? UFC 268 from Madison Square Garden is going to be it's... free. Why? It's going to be on it... Fight Pass. No I don't way. have Fight Pass. I got or... rid of my Fight Pass. Uh, sorry, it's going to be on ESPN. Oh, I have ESPN Plus. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be on ESPN Plus. Oh, that is a That's a fucking... treat brilliant move by the ufc is it not that's because that's the same night as canelo is it november 6th yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh now we're cooking boys okay let's break this down so msg november 6th so here even if it's not going up against canelo which ultimately they don't really compete with canelo so it doesn't matter but how to watch. my fi- my favorite American Chris Barnett is on this card, uh, but look at these three fight Ally Kinta and Bobby Green. That's oh, a that's going to be so good. Marlon Vera, Frankie Edgar, Sean Strickland, Luke Rockhold, America's best looking human. Um, <laughs> but the three Gaethje, Chandler, Rose, and Zhang Wei Li, and then Usman Covington. You, 
you want to get a lot of people to buy the next five pay-per-views, you make this one free. That is fucking brilliant. I think, too, especially with uh, Gaethje and Chandler on this card and a month maybe away from the belt fight between Poirier, who is probably the most popular fighter in the UFC after McGregor now. Yeah. In terms of that stardom. Yes. Uh, and then taking on the challenger, right? And Oliveira, who the, the commoner won't know, but they'll know Poirier's the, the guy who wants, they want to win. It'll be. And it'll then be... let's be real. They're going to see Dustin start Charles Oliveira <laughs> and be like, this is what, do you not think that's going to happen? Oh, I, I think there's a high okay. likelihood that that's going to happen. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this. I feel like we all, we're all in agreement that that's what's going to happen. Because if Charles Oliveira approaches that fight, Michael Chandler damn near knocked him out. Dustin Poirier will fucking kill you if you let, you let Michael Chandler do do that to you. This is this is brilliant by the UFC. Mm-hmm. I've I, got Chandler against Gaethje. Yeah. Mostly because I love Michael Chandler. I wear the same wedding ring company that he endorses i wear those and so i have like a weird i just like michael chandler he's a likable <laughs> guy uh i kind of don't like rose nama Yunus, but i think she's gonna beat the the communist and then uh <laughs> of course kamaru is gonna beat colby so yeah you think so it'll yes. be fun when we get the odds on these i mean we have a month to wait but oh i don't want to wait a month for this uh yeah it's gonna be this is going to be one of the best cards in a long time. Yeah. And I am so excited. It's November 7th. This is going to be this is going to be right there with UFC December 30th, 2016, which was when Nunez punched the fuck out of Ronda Rousey and ended her career and Cody Garbrandt embarrassed Dominic Cruz. That was that card. This is going to be right there with that. Mm-hmm. And the last week's last week's card was really, really good too, but I mean it was. What did you make of the Tiago Santos Johnny Walker thing? That was one of the most interesting fights in terms of result because it was the right result where the math didn't matter. Because mm-hmm. Johnny Walker outlanded Santos in that fight in pre- in every round, but his strikes were nowhere near as good, and Santos was clearly in control mm-hmm. the whole time, even though he was being backed up most of the time. Like, it was just, like, it was a thing where Tiago Santos won that fight. It clearly was him in winning. But all the math said he shouldn't have picked him. Okay, I I agree, except that, okay, two things. Do you know what happened? And don't look. Do you know what happened on February 23rd, 2019? February 23rd, 2019. Jeez, that was right before UFC 238. Okay, I'll just tell you. Tiago Santos beat Jan Blachowicz. Since then, mm-hmm. Tiago lost to John Jones in July of that year, lost to Glover Teixeira, lost to, lost to Rockich, whose first name I can never remember. Yeah. And then yes, or or last Saturday beat Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. Johnny Walker to me is one of those guys where it's like, man, if you if you run his career simulation a thousand times, he ends up champion in a lot of them. This version just isn't one of them. <laughs> um, 
What uh, a good way to put it, actually. You know what I mean? He's obviously got all of the tools. It's just yeah. for whatever reason not working for yeah. him. He's a playable character, and unfortunately, he's yeah, got a, he's got he, a re- he re- and, re- and there's you know what there are there are guys like Johnny Walker all over professional sports, man. There just are. We were I was talking about the Rams and the Seahawks earlier. Like people are they you know Aaron Rodgers, we love him, and we love. Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson and all these. Yeah, they've all got one Super Bowl, but Tom Brady has seven. If you roll the the Russell Wilson simulation a thousand times, he gets more than one Super Bowl. But in this version of it, he's only got one because Tom Brady happens to exist. Johnny Walker was never going to beat John Jones. Remember before he flopped himself over and ruined (laughs) his shoulder for three years, people thought he could beat John Jones, which is fucking ludicrous. He could not have beaten him, but it doesn't matter. Tiago Santos hadn't won a fight since... In in what fuck two and a half years? Oh uh, yeah. But I think if anyone has the the sort of recipe to beat Blahovich, it's it's Tiago. It, it probably is. I I'm in line with that, and I think Tiago beats Ratchich uh, when they when he fight when they fight again. I would Alexander know. is his name. Alexander, yeah. Yuri Prohaska is still kind of the wild card there. I was, and I think I was after Anthony to... Smith's last performance, you got to give him some play, but. I was about to say the big wild horse in this is Yuri Prohaska. Yeah. Like it it feels like he's he's next to if he beats I would I would love to see him fight Smith, but I know that um he's weighing in as backup for the Teixeira Yuri um, Blahovich fight. Yep. Yep. Hmm. He's contractually weighing in as backup. Is that now tell me, is that a typical thing for the number two ranked fighter in the division to do i haven't really seen it except until chandler came to the ufc and was back up for khabib gaichi yep i remember that and like that was the first time that i specifically remember a fighter coming in who was not going to fight on the card but was going to make weight to fight on the card mm-hmm. um and i like it <laughs> i kind of do too I, I like it being somebody who's a couple steps back too, like your three or four guy. Um, or even steeper than that would be fun. It's just that kind of underdog story, you know? Um, and I like that. I love the idea of a backup too, just because I I hate the fact that like Al Jermaine, like his ship was put, he's been on hold for a year and a half practically. And Wait, what do you mean? I, I guess what I'm saying is when he fell out, they should have been ready for an interim faster in that, in that case. But I mean, if a challenger falls out is what I should say. If a challenger falls out, I like there being a backup challenger. Okay. That's all I'm saying, I guess. Forget the Aljo thing. What I'm saying is that I love the idea of being, there being backup challengers for champs on fight nights. Because yes. I think that should be part of being a champion is accepting any challenger. Yeah, so the UFC is interesting in that we, I mean, we've talked so much about this and so has everyone else, but like in the UFC, there is no version of Anthony Joshua fighting Alexander Usyk. That if they're both, if this is the UFC, that doesn't happen. Kamaru Usman's not going to fight. The, the equivalent would literally be him fighting like Sean Brady. And then Sean, I'm serious. And then because there's like the boxing has these weird, like there's like 11,000 belts and there's 
mandatory challengers and even the Wilder Fury fight, which is just in a couple of days, that wasn't going to happen. And then Wilder took Fury's team to court and and forced the issue. Like that doesn't happen in the UFC, and that's that's I've said it a million times. That's the benefit the UFC has. But I, I just I don't know about taking any challenger. I, I don't I don't think that Kamara Usman should have to fight. Sean Brady or Santiago Pons and BBO. I, I don't. I don't think that he should have to do that. I do. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Kamara's not losing to one of those guys, and and Anthony Joshua did. So, <laughs> the fuck st- do I know? <laughs> I'm still pretty convinced that one and Bellator are going to do a crossover. Like oh I'm, God. I'm okay. still convinced that they're going to have a champ on champ card. And do you know how many people would watch it? No, not very no many. No one, <laughs> no one would watch it. I think they would. Why? Why not? <sighs> Showtime's good at stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah they have, they have. Uh, Javante Davis, though. Yeah. Yeah, man. This has been a week. This has been a weird show. It has been a weird show. So is Mackenzie Dern going to win, or does anyone care? Um, I'd be shocked if one of them, if both of them make weight, I'll be shocked. You calling a woman fat? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a risk thinker, Dom. (laughs) You got to be careful with that. Uh, I'm going to go camping this weekend. Are you actually going camping? I'm going to be upset if you're going camping. I'm not. I think I might bring Colby Covington with me, though. Can I bring John Jones? No. Can I bring Donald Trump? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> then I uh, don't. You could bring uh, Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Ma- okay. Can I bring Amanda Nunez? Nope. <laughs> Can I bring Michael Chandler? No. Okay. You can bring Gilbert Burns or Stephen Thompson. Can I bring Vicente? No, wait. You can't bring Stephen Thompson. Can I bring Vicente Luque? I think you can, yeah. Oh. (laughs) I think I'm inviting people who have been beaten by Kamara Usman. Oh. Ah. Uh, All right. I'm going to start pulling random shit like that. My light died. Did you see it? <laughs> no, I was looking at a Michael Chandler thing. My computer's falling. Do apart. you guys do you guys have a you want to do a pick for uh Wild Fury? I do. All right. Fury. Riveting. Under 8. Really? Yeah. So what was it? Seven the last time they fought? He, mm-hmm. They stopped it in the seventh? Probably should yeah. have been stopped before that. Okay. Yeah. That's why. Oh, that was the most fun I've had watching a fight, a boxing match in, a, in quite some time. <laughs> that was a really fun fight. I love Tyson Fury. And I kind of feel like Deontay Wilder is, is a fake champion. So I'm, but here's the thing. He's got that. He's got that hand and they definitely gave Tyson Fury 14 seconds plus in the first fight. So whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward. 
Yeah. God, okay. That's sweet. Damn. I'm trying to think if there's anything else special or pretty neat that's been going on. What do you guys think of the John Jones stuff? We may as oh, well. Oh, man. Yeah, we didn't talk about any of that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long... What does it take to overshadow greatness for you, Dom? Um... Because he's getting close to me, where he's no longer a great athlete who had bad decisions. He's like a hoodlum who happened to be a great athlete. No, I don't think he's a hoodlum. I think Daniel Cormier got it right when he said, unfortunately, no one's ever beaten him. So he's never had to look in the mirror and really reckon with himself. Uh, My vocabulary is vaster than Daniel Cormier's, but that's what Cormier meant. Um. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Do you think he has to be humbled in the octagon to straighten out outside of the octagon? Well, it's not going to have an outside of his life. Outside of the octagon in his life. Right? Um, here, and here's the thing. And I, this is a this is a this is not even a fair comparison but I'm going to make it. Are you ready? There are, there are students at the high school that I work with that are a behavior nightmare for some teachers. And as soon as I walk in the door, they walk into my room, their behavior changes. And there are, I'm sure, students who are a nightmare for me who are perfect for other kids or for other teachers, okay? John Jones walks into Jackson Winklevoss and is probably a model citizen. John Jones gets to Las Vegas and gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, and the, he's on top of the world, right? But if if one of the Jackson Winklevoss, what is it, Greg Jackson, and what's the other guy's name? Mike Winklejohn. Mike Mike Winklejohn. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's Jackson Wink, right? But isn't it yeah. Winklevoss, or is that is that the Facebook thing? That's the Facebook guy. Okay, Winklejohn. Whatever. Fuck you. The Jackson Wink. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about? Mad at me? I know. I know. I've had know entirely too much enjoy by 10:31. Um, the point is he's probably a model citizen when he's there and when he's in Albuquerque or wherever the fuck New Mexico doing his New Mexico thing and I'm pretty sure Dana White had a comment about like we know we can't have him in Vegas for more than like 36 hours it just doesn't work Um, Mm. having said that the stories about his listen man I have a little girl and the thought of like me being the one who is terrifying her to the point where they're calling the police makes me want to kill myself. And he obviously right. doesn't, doesn't have that in him. So. Yeah. That's the know. roughest part, man, is when you hear that the kids don't want to be back. It's like, that's come on. And then hard. mom posts pictures on social media. Now they're stronger together. And uh, man, it's hard. It's hard. Unfortunately, he's the most talented fighter who's ever been in an octagon. And you can't take... That doesn't have anything to do with what... You know, it's like Michael Jackson, right? Like, yeah, he molested a lot of kids, but he's also the king of everything he is. Yeah, everything he is. (laughs) I don't know. And I'm not a Michael Jackson fan, but it, it, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really either. I, uh... 
I'm personally out of the John Jones business. I I mean, I if he wants to come back and fight, that's that's awesome. And I love to watch him compete. Yeah. I don't know if I want to fiscally support his competition, so I may not buy a pay-per-view in protest. Uh, but uh, but that's about it. I, and and I'm really I would I would probably only watch him to see if he got humbled. I would I I'd watch him to watch if he lost. And uh, that's kind of sad because I really did like when he first came out and at 23 or 24 years old man and it was like holy shit this guy's this is it was at a time when he was like one of those fighters who was one of the few that was younger than i was mm. and i was like this kid is gonna come up and we're gonna watch his whole career last for forever and be perfect i mean and it, weirdly he's like the weird version of here's the thing i can for i can I can let a lot of stuff go. I can let the steroids go. I can let the drugs go. I can let a lot of it go. I really don't care about that. You can't use. You, you can't weapons. beat. You can't beat up your wife. You can't <laughs> scare your kids to that. You just. You just. I can't. It's hard. It's hard. No. And but here's the thing. Like that doesn't mean he's not the best ever. Mm-hmm. It, here's the thing. I wasn't even sold that we were ever going to see him in the octagon again anyway so we did an over under on that we did yeah i would would you be like the next thing he does is like some sort of weird celebrity boxing against like logan paul no because logan paul's not big enough but like tommy fury not even tommy fury like could you see him getting in there with with some other with Andy Ruiz or some shit? Probably. Yeah. He doesn't need the money. He could just kind of go away. I don't know. Yeah. I and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I'd love to see him fight again, but if he doesn't, I won't care. I I'm I'm out of caring on where he would stand anymore. I will view him as the goat who never who the goat who was but never will be. What do you mean? In that he he's he's in the Hall of Fame because of his fight with Alexander Gustafson. Well, but he's he's in the Hall of Fame because he's the best fighter of all time. I don't believe he's in there for you don't for, not yet, but he's going to be. He's the best UFC fighter there's ever been. What are you talking about? I think that's reasonable to say. Sure, of course it is. But that doesn't mean the UFC has to put him in the Hall of Fame. No, they don't. And if his image is that bad at some point, if it does, I just don't know when that bridge is crossed. It might be already. Um, Well, is it, is it the Barry? Do you separate the artist from the art? Yeah. Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, all their records. Pete Rose. Yep. I don't know if the NBA ever had legitimate steroid testing. Yeah. I don't know. Or do they Lance Armstrong it? And there's no champion. <laughs> there are no winners for those seven years of the Tour de France. They, although they did have to go back like 40 positions to find somebody who was clean to actually award first yeah, place. Yeah, the to. Tour de France. That, that Lance Armstrong might be the best comparison. Or like yeah. Tiger Woods. It, mm-hmm. You know, there's... I don't know, man. I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? 
I think the Tiger Woods uh, comparison is pretty apt. You know, dominant in his sport, uh, somewhat of a mess, a mess outside of it. Um, I think that's that's a pretty appropriate comparison. I think I'm also pretty similar to Aaron in the fact that I would probably watch him fight to root against him to see him lose. Um, the UFC wants to be like, they want to join the ranks of baseball, football, mm-hmm. basketball, of being this major entity, um, which is why they put so much money into, you know, developing this in other countries to get a wider talent pool. Um, if this is your best fighter, if this is somebody that you associate the UFC with, mm-hmm. at what point does it become too much of a liability? And I think we're we're right there. So, yeah, I think at this stage of his career, you're right. I think we're right there in terms of okay, um, we want to get you some help uh, battle whatever you're battling. <laughs> There's um, no, but, yeah, yeah, yeah but we, I don't, we can't. We that's kind of where I I diverge. To be honest, there's no the UFC is not responsible for providing whatever help he needs. I feel they're not, like they're not responsible. No, I agree that they're not responsible, but it would be at least a sign of good faith on their end. If he deserves it, maybe he won't deserve it. They might so, say, fuck off. You're so, like, it's hard. Thing. It's hard to compare. There is no other that I can, off the top of my head, there's no other athlete in any sport. And I, and I think Ryan is 100% correct. The UFC wants to be, I think they want to be the NFL, where mm-hmm. no one, one, where no one player, or in their case, fighter, is bigger than the shield or the logo, except, you know, maybe Dana. And like weirdly, they have one of the most famous people on the planet who's like their play by there's like analyst, right? Rogan. But there, there's no one fighter who's bigger than the big UFC logo. And the NFL is like that. Even Tom Brady is not bigger than the NFL. If Tom Brady never played again, the NFL's ratings would not drop a tick. It it would not happen. UFC mm-hmm. wants to be that, and they're doing a fucking great job of getting there. Mm-hmm. But they are getting much better at, at in their discourse, disc, uh, revolving it around the complexities of the division mm-hmm. uh, and taking the focus off of the individual persona and letting the persona speak at the essential time. You know, they're not talking about Conor McGregor anymore right now because they don't want to be in the headlines with Conor McGregor, right? Um, no, so if you walk outside of the T-Mobile arena right now when the UFC banner rolls, McGregor's still in it. Absolutely. John Jones isn't, but McGregor is. That's real. Damn. Yeah. So, and McGregor, no, I, was... I mean, is a domestic abuse case away from from that too. Yeah, but the thing is, I was talking to my brother, who's also a big UFC fan, and he was saying Conor McGregor made the UFC what it is, and he did. But what it is now, yeah, yeah. The pro. So, like, I was trying to think, like, the the closest any pro sport that I can think of has to a john jones is probably trevor bauer the difference being that trevor bauer is not in any way shape or form the best pitcher who's ever lived but he's one of the best on the planet at the moment at this moment in time and the here's the problem 
he was found not guilty in a court of law. There, there, there are no charges against him. The, the judge said her case is she doesn't get this restraining order that she wants because this appears to have been consensual. You can ask questions about Trevor's judgment. Like, hey, if you want to get super kinky is not even the word with a woman, whatever you want to do is your business. Maybe don't do it with a girl you met on Instagram 19 minutes ago. But whatever, you can throw a ball in a way that no one can hit it. So, okay, fine. And in Major League Baseball's case, they're like, yeah, you may never play again. Sorry, bro. And they just move on. And here's the thing. Everyone still watched the Dodgers last night. People are still going to watch the OC. Maybe not Mackenzie Dern. But that fr- that free fight at MSG, they're going to do crazy ratings on that. Mm-hmm. No, So it doesn't really matter that John Jones... And here's the thing. If John Jones came back and fought Francis or Sarah gone, people would still watch. And the UFC does... They really kind of... I heard somebody else make this point. They really don't promote John Jones. Like, for as good as he is, he's not at the front of their marketing, even the way Connor is or or... You know, a couple Amanda, she usually turns up style bender, some of these other guys that are that are kind of front and center in their marketing. John Jones really never was. Yeah, it's kind of hard because it's like John Jones, fresh after a suspension, <laughs> suspension from basically he's basically always coming off of a suspension. Yeah. Yeah. John Jones returns after failing a drug test for the second time. John Jones returns after his, his suspension is over. John Jones returns after his parole ends. Well, who like, who's that football player that basically every year is suspended for drugs and every year comes back and then every year gets suspended again? I'm serious. Probably a lot of them. Uh, no, it's just the one. Ryan, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, you used to play for the Browns, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Wow, this is like a really specific person. I'm gonna Google NFL yeah, wide receiver. He just he just got reinstated. Yeah, wide receiver. And he signed a contract with suspended. the Chiefs. Yes. Uh, and he was an All Josh Pro. Gordon. Josh, Josh Gordon. Gordon. He was an All yeah. Pro. And he previously last played for the Seahawks before yep. he was indefinitely suspended again for yet another uh, substance abuse <laughs> violation. And what's crazy is he's only 40 or 30. No, he's 30. Sorry. Do, do you know what he used to do? He used to, cause he, he'd got clean for a while. He said he would go leave and like drink a whole bunch during halftime and like then come back something ridiculous at like home games. Wow. Like he just, he could not, not drink, drink or, or uh, there was other substances as well but it's sad but here's the thing though josh gordon is so talented that there's 15 teams lining up every year to give him a chance yeah every time though <laughs> you're not you're not wrong but every every time there's like diminishing returns mm-hmm. like this time right he was an all pro three years ago now he's getting signed to the chief's practice squad no he's on their active roster wow that was yep. quick. practice <laughs> practice squad september 28th active roster october 5th dang that's wild that's wild 
Rays outfielder is first major league baseball player to homer and steal home in the or what like daryl strawberry would be another one it's like so talented like just let him do the cocaine i don't know john jones kind of in that boat but the you know the domestic abuse is a is a tough one yeah when you're using the weapons that you've developed for this purpose against innocent people who have not signed a contract to engage in that with you. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're essentially being allowed to do something illegal in the octagon. And the minute you take it outside of the octagon on anyone, that's got to be dealt with immediately. Agreed. (laughs) I don't have much else to talk about, fellas. It's been an hour and a half show. Did you guys see that stupid fucking bird the Seahawks use landed on a guy's head? Like a a fan's head? No. Yeah. So the, the Seahawks are, you know, terrible. I hate them. And they they have this bird, which is actually pretty fucking cool, that does like a flying demonstration before their games. And uh, he landed on a fan's head. You don't want an actual Seahawk landing on your head. Those towns are those towns mean business. Oh shit! Did it hurt somebody? Uh, no, he seemed to be okay. Uh, so, shit. all right. So, Deontay. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury is the uh, what the, the ninth. And what's the line on this? I think it's Fury minus three forty. Are either of you taking that? Not in my state, but I would have. I I think I probably would have put down some money on Fury. Not a lot, really? but if it made me a couple of bucks, sure. I but like I your, would prop it. I would prop it. I like your inside of eight, whichever one you said that. I like that. Yep. That's probably where I'd be with it. The money is on something like that or, or on Wilder. Mm-hmm. Like Wilder by knockout is a decent payout. I just think... Solving the Tyson Fury puzzle is probably if he, if he's if his head is in the right place is probably impossible. Yeah, man, I want to come visit y'all. Okay. Yep, I gotta do that soon. I miss you. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Right here. Yep. It's so it's so awesome. But look, I'm doing. That. Right here is where I'm going to go away from now. All right, go to that stupid fucking beaver gas station and leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's cool. It's a weasel and they have licorice. Yeah, fuck you. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, just because we have Bucky's instead of AM, PM dog shit. Their yeah, hot dogs aren't bad. It's weird not having an AM, PM around. I don't like that aspect of Texas. AMPM is pretty solid, but it's not AMPMs. Do you have Arco? Nope. Oh, nope. No Arco. What's the? You have Seven Eleven. Of course you do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But the big ones out here uh, that are not out there, aside from Bucky's, of course, there's a couple of Texas chains that are like most of their oil comes from Texas. I would assume. Yeah, like like Hess. Uh, that might be one. Yeah, there's a couple of weird little shops. 
Okay. Like Texaco? There are Texacos, yes. Yeah. I have a feeling that's rooted in Texas. <laughs> I think that's where the Tex part comes from. Is it? <laughs> My wife's best friend lived in... What's the town that's near uh, Houston that has a lake? Uh, Whatever it is. She lived there, and now she's moving back to Denver. So, hmm. Let me tell you this. I told my wife this morning, or earlier, just before I came on, as a matter of fact, I was like, what did you think of last week's episode? She's like, I think it was really good. I'm like, oh, yeah? She goes, oh, wait, you didn't do it last week. I'm like, ah. <laughs> At least you pay attention that much. Ten years. Anyway, she doesn't listen to this. Her a little bit of her friend goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. My my uh, my wife definitely doesn't listen to it. Nor should she. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tell her I say hi. I will. Uh, buddy. I I think I'm gonna crash really fast here. All right. I decided to cut this up tomorrow and put it up. Go Mackenzie Dern. Okay, this one's going to be just like punches. The jokes don't always land. <laughs> Trump 24. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why does he do that? Consistency. Welcome to the Pretty Meat Podcast, the MMA podcast that respects your distance.